All right, welcome back to Rescribed. Today we have a very good script, very good script. This is an Oscar winner. Yes, the Oscars are coming up March 12th. By the way, you can join my stream, join my Discord. We'll be having giveaways. We'll be playing a little, little bit of games. See, um, to get you a little bit, here's some things I have planned. An IMDb link game. So I would search up something on IMDb and I have to connect it to something else. Anything you want. You will give trivia about the films that came out. Um, we'll read letterbox reviews. Probably music might they'll probably do giveaways. Also, exclamation for Oscars, and you can find out giveaways. Uh, let me do that for you. Because I did just watch an Oscar nominee. Tar. Ooh, that was really good, man. Like I said, in my letterbox reviews, something about crazy asshole musicians terrorizing people. Just, just my fucking tempo. What a great film. Speaking of, Dame Chazelle's La La Land is playing right now. And there you see, in my giveaway, you, you will have to predict more Oscar winners than me. So, I'll also be doing channel point predictions. But this isn't for you guys watching on YouTube, Spotify. Shut up out there. This isn't about you guys, sorry. Okay, sorry. I'm just making a lot of noise. Calm down. I know you guys had an accident out there, but calm down. You know, this isn't about you. This is about Juno. We're reading Juno today. Also, this makes no sense. Hold on. You see, Juno, 2007. Great film. Written by Diablo Cody. Why the fuck is similar scripts Babylon? <laughs> Juno. A film about a young girl, teenage pregnancy, abortion, giving a baby away. Babylon. Coked out 1920s. <laughs> what? <laughs> and like the advancement of film with talkies. No idea what those have in common. I have not seen Triangle of Sadness yet. I have not seen A Man Called Otto. Marcel the Shell. Very feel good movie. I love that movie. Oh, Marcel the Shell is so beautiful. I love it. Anyway. I think we're talking a little bit too much, are we? Are we getting a little too off topic? I think we should get into Juno. So let's talk a little bit about Juno. As I said, this is an Oscar winner. Boom. Best writing original screenplay. Diablo Cody. They had a anniversary for Elliot Page, Jennifer Garner, and I believe J.K. Simmons were up at the Oscars. They reminisced. Great movie. Um, best performance. By an actress in a leading role, Elliot Page. 
most definitely deserved. It was up for Best Picture and Best Directing. Jason Reitman. Jason Reitman. I want to look through real quick. See? All right, let me give you an example of um game we're playing on Oscar Sunday. So, I want to connect Jason Reitman to Avengers. Let's let's say Avengers. You know, I could easily do this. Juno. Elliot Page. Yeah, yeah. Give me that fucking X-Men. Days of Future Press, yeah. Patrick Stewart. Multiverse of Badness. Benedict Cumberbatch. Fuck is Avengers. Avengers Endgame. Robert Downey Jr. The Avengers. Boom. Juno. Revised. February 20, 2007. Ooh. Quite a bit, quite a bit. All right. We start off. Centennial Lane. Thus. Juno McGough. Hands on a placid street in a nondescript subdivision facing the curb. It's fall. Juno is 16 years old. An artfully bedraggled burnout kid. Ooh, that's a good word. Draggled. I've never heard of that word. Dang. She winces and shields her eyes from the glare of the sun. The object of her Wrapped attention is battered living room set, abandoned curbside by its former owners. Oh, also, I didn't want to say, it starts out with a little animation. It's very nice. Yeah. Alright. There is a fetid-looking leather recliner, a chrome-edged coffee table, and a tasteless latch-hook rug. Featuring a roaring tiger. Go Tigers! Sorry. I don't know why I said go Tigers, but hey, go Tigers. That That is like seeped into my brain. I apologize. Started with a chair. Juno said. Flashback. Juno approaches a boy hidden by shadow. He's sitting in an overstuffed chair. She slowly, clumly, clumsily lowers herself. Onto his lap. Ooh. A 60s Brazilian track plays. A vintage record player. Do you know how long I've waited? I've wanted this? Fuck, fuck, I fucked it up. <laughs> Do you know how long I've wanted this? Yeah. Insert. A dog barks. Jarring room. I apologize. What is wrong with me today? A dog barks. Jarring Juno back to reality. Quiet, banana. You shot your gob for a second. Okay, um, let's let's preference this. Two thousand seven, two thousand six was when it was written. So, 
a very dated dialogue. And I'm pretty sure they say a few words that are not okay. Not okay now. Hey, back then, early 2000s, I love it. We see a teacup poodle tethered in the yard a few feet away from the abandoned living room set. The dog yaps again. This is the most magnificent discarded living room set I've ever seen. She swigs from an absurdly oversized carton of juice, wipes her mouth with the back of her hand. Begin animated title sequence. I thought the title sequence was before. I'm not sure if it was before or after. Okay, maybe it's after. Juno marching down various streets, pumping her arms like a jogger, chugging intermittently. From the huge carton of juice, we watch her breathlessly navigate suburbia, clearly on a mission. Omitted and omitted. Finally, a painting, a panting Juno arrives at Dunson Elk Drug on a main drag, a small Minnesota suburb, Dunson Elk. Yes. The automatic door is a storefront. Oh. Oh, and we're already at my scene. Automatic doors are the store part to reveal Juno's flushed, serious face. She she carelessly flings the empty juice container over her shoulder and onto the curb. A group of dropouts, skateboards near the entrance, glare at her. She enters the drugstore. Very nice, very nice, very nice. Let's get this script over here so I can read it with you guys. I think the first one was deceptive, but plus Prime was sworn with the division symbol, so I remain unconvinced. Little regards over the tense skepticism. Hey, Mama Bear. You ready? Whoa, 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 whoa. the line, sir. Stepped on her line. What the fuck, Rain Wilson? Lola pulls the bathroom key out of reach. Yes. This is your third test today, Mama Bear. He's dropping tough, girl. Hitler oversized you. Okay. Okay, so that goes very fast. He's dropping tough, girl, wearing an oversized jacket and lots of makeup. Gabe's at Juno in the beauty aisle. Three times, blah, blah, blah. I'll wear your, your way back until you tell your nipples were brown. A pile of stolen cosmetics falls out of the girl's jacket and clatters. Falls. Well, that doesn't happen. Juno crosses and crosses her legs awkwardly, hopping. It's obvious she has to use the bathroom urgently. Maybe you're having twins. Maybe your little boyfriend's got mutant sperm and he knocked you up twice. Lencio! I just drank my weight in Sunny D and I have to go pronto. Willow sighs and slips her the bathroom key. Juno races down one of the aisles. Pay for that pee stick when you're done. Don't think it's yours just because you marked it with your urine. Jesus, I didn't say it was. Well, it's not. You're not a lion in a pride. Kids acting like lions in their unplanned pregnancies and their sunny delights. 
Oh, what an old bastard. In the dim, reeking public bathroom, Juno hovers over the commode with a box of shorts. Around her ankles, she clumsily tries to use a pregnancy test. Ooh, that's not in here. See the test box sitting on the sink. Teen wave discount pregnancy test. Company outdated package. It's a photo of a shrugging 80s teen with a resigned expression. Fine print on the box reads from the makers of Sun Glid Light Lightning Hairsprays. And testing her hand, slaps on the, on the counter. Oh, it's very different. So scans it and bags it in different ways. So, place a giant licorice super rope on the counter. She shakes the stick desperately in attempt to skew the results. Shake, shake, nothing. <laughs> Home skillet. Juno! What a great song. Oh. Hey, quick scene, quick scene. Also, they cut it even more. That was not the scene I originally wanted to show you. I really, I originally wanted to show you um the abortion scene, which is actually really, really good scene, and beautiful lighting, and camera cuts as well. But oh well, I I did this for a film class where they should where he showed it, but I can't find the clip unless I actually go to the film and I. Don't want to do that and risk getting copyright claimed completely. Yes, here we go. Juno walks slowly and dejectedly up the street to our house. Gnawing on a super rope, she stops, loops the super rope over a long hanging tree branch, contemplating how to fashion a noose. Oh, I remember that. That's a very popular gift. Juno trudges towards her house. The yard is a wild tangle. Prairie grass and wildflowers. Juno's bedroom is decorated with punk posters, the damned, the germs, the stooges, television, Richard Hell, etc. She picks up the hamburger shaped phone to call her best friend, Leia. Hey, shout out. Olivia Thirdly. I, I, I want her and more stuff, I'm sorry. She's awesome in dread. Go watch Dread. Leia's room is cluttered with the sentimental junk that certain girls love to hoard. The phone rings. Remember I said this? 2007? <laughs> 2006, 2007? Holy shit. <laughs> yo, yo, yiggity, yo. <laughs> I'm not going to say this next line. Is this Juno? No, it's Morgan Freeman. Any bones I need collecting? Only one of my pants. Oh! Nice! Sick, dude. You got her. Dude, I'm pregnant. Maybe it's just a food baby. Do you have a big lunch? Not a food baby. I took three pregnancy tests today. I'm definitely up the spout. Don't really know what that means, but yes. How did you even generate enough pee for three pregnancy tests? I drink like 10 tons of Sunny Delight. Anyway, yeah. I'm 
pregnant and you're shockingly cavalier. Is this for real? Like, for real, for real? Unfortunately, yes. Oh my god! Oh shit! Fucking Thailand! That's the kind of emotion I was looking for in the first take. Talk to the fucking director. Well, are you going to go to Heaven Broke or Women Now for the abortion? You know from your parents for Heaven Broke. I know, Women Now, I guess. Where's the says They help women now. I'm going to call for you. I called for Becky last year. And I called it myself. But I need your help with something very urgent. Leia and Juno struggle to drag a recliner across the well manicured suburban lawn. They make a formidable team. Heavy lifting could only help you at this point. That's sick, man. They had busted gut laughing. It's stunning that you're portrayal of Bleaker's parents. So you are bored? Is that how this blessed miracle came to be? Now it's just premeditated act. The sex, I mean, not getting pregnant. When did you decide you were going to do Bleaker? Like a year ago. Spanish class. Bleaker and Juno sitting at their desks. Listening to the teacher lecturing about Spanish. Bleaker discreetly pushes a postcard to Juno with his foot. She picks it up off the floor and reads it. He looks at Bleaker, who's watching the teaming, the teacher obediently. Aha! You love him. Extraordinarily complicated. And I'd rather not talk about it in my fragile state. He has a coffee table with her bare hands. Wearing a father's lifting belt. Ooh. What's it like humping Bleaker's bony bod? It was magnificent, man. Omit it, omit it, omit it, omit it, omit it. Ooh, hold up, hold up, hold up. Bleaker! Here we go. Close up Beaker. Putting on double socks in his carpet head. Close up Beaker. Putting on his sweatbands. Close up a Beaker. Applying Rose Glide. Close up a croissant pocket. Warming up in the microwave. Hot pockets. Paul Bleeker steps into the front porch of his house for early morning track practice. Wears cross-country uniform that reads Dancing Elk Condors. Eating some kind of microwave snack gimmick. You know what you should be eating? Fucking hot fries. So, subscribe and sponsor me. Handicap. Hot fries. I love hot fries. Sponsor me, please. Por favor. Anyway, let's get back to this. Bleaker is startled to discover that Juno is outside waiting for him. She has somehow arranged a living room set on a front lawn. And is seated in an armchair, chewing a pipe officiously. Ooh. Hey, Bleak. Hey, cool tiger. Looks proud. Michael Sarah. Yeah, I swiped it from Miss Rannick. Rank kick? Rank kick? Rank kick? I don't know how to say. Cool. Your shorts are looking especially cold today. I'm gonna use, my mom uses color safe bleach. You fucking tell that Michael Sarah says it's goddamn lies. <laughs> Go Carol! 
So, guess what? I don't know. I'm pregnant. Stun silence. Juno pops in a footrest. The recliner leans back comfortably. I guess so. What are you going to do? The Dancing Elk prep cross-country teams under past Bleaker's house, Thundering Herd. Wearing a motley assortment of warm-ups, their momentum stirs a crackling fall leaves. They wave and holler at Bleaker and Juno. Okay, I just remembered the scene. And I see them all running like that with their things, bouncing around in their shorts. I always picture them naked, even if I don't want to. I have intrusive thoughts all the time. Well. I'm supposed to be running. I know. The knock of silence. So what do you think we should do? I thought, uh, you know, nipping in the bud before it gets worse. Because I heard in health class that pregnancy often causes results in an infant. Yeah, typically. That's what happens when our moms and teachers get pregnant. That's cool with you, then? Yeah, wizard, I guess. I mean, what do you think is right? Oh, I mean, do what you think is right. I'm real sorry I had sex with you. I know it wasn't your idea. Wh whose idea was it? I'll see you at school, okay? She mounts her by school and waves before riding off. Whose idea wasn't it? Juno pushes her crappy bike to the bike rack and winds a lock around it. In the background, a group of three nerds play a live-action RPG. You did not. You don't have that armor. That orc armor you bought from the wizard doesn't have the power level to parry my hit. I don't know why I've, I said it like that. I'm a nerd. I play Horizon all the time. Could have fucking played again, too. Juno tries to push through the masses, but the throng of students is thick and unwielding. Juno rubbages through, through her locker, which is plastered with photos of Leia and Blake Bleaker, plus a giant poster of Iggy Pop in his heyday. She grabs a dilapidated. I cannot speak. I am so sorry. Physics textbook, few pages slip out. Steve Rendezzo, Rendezzo, the same asshole who harassed her as she walked to the drugstore, passes in the hall. Hey, your book fell apart. Yeah. Must have looked at your face. Pah! He hot fives his clash of buddies and moves along. The funny thing is that Steve Rendezzo secretly wants me. Ducks like him always want freaky girls. Girls with their horn rimmed glasses, vegan footwear, and goth makeup. Hey, come on, man. You got it right. That's, that's not just our jocks, bro. Come on. They ain't just jocks. What the fuck? Girls who play the cello wear Converse All Stars and want, the want to be children's librarians when they grow up. Okay, not that. Not that. Not that. Oh, yeah. Jocks eat that shit up. Okay, jocks. Jocks would do that. Not all men. But most men, like, most straight men, I would say. 
Well, straight men like the goth. See Steve looking back at Juno for a brief second with his mixed feelings. Ooh. They just won't admit it because they're supposed to be into perfect cheerleaders like Leia. Who incidentally is into teachers. Whoa. See Leia at the far end of the hallway. Talking animatedly. But the paunchy middle-aged teacher, Keith. Me too. I love Woody Allen. Ooh. A student trying to fuck a teacher, Woody Allen. Makes sense. That's all I'll say about that. Fuck Woody Allen. Um, uh, students bustle in as a teacher. Mr. Tinker tries to maintain order. Juno heads towards her desk and sets down her bag. Am I? Am I thinking of something else? Or is this teacher Paul Rudd? I feel like I'm thinking of person being a wallflower. Probably think of something else. People, we're doing photomagnetism lab today. So find your partner and break into force. Juno looks up and meets eyes with her longtime lab partner, Bleaker. Down the gong of awkwardness. Juno and Bleaker head separately over to a available lab station and unpack their bags in silence. Well, nothing like experimenting. I did the prep questions for this lab last night. You got my answers if you need to. He slides a piece of graph paper in front of Juno without looking at her. Oh, I couldn't copy your work. Did you copy my work every week? Oh, yeah. I'm kind of a deadbeat lab partner, aren't I don't mind. You definitely bring something to the table. Charisma? Something. The other two lab partners, a humorless couple, join them at the station. So who's ready for some photo magnificence? I have a menstrual migraine. I can't look at bright lights today. Amanda, I told you to go to the infirmary and lie down. You never listen. No, Josh. I'll take orders. Not from you, and not from any man. Damn right, girl. Women's History Month. <gasps> what the fuck was that that I just did? Ignore that. <laughs> you know, since I've been... It's, no, you've been acting like this since I went up to see my brother in Mantico. I cannot read. I told you, nothing happened. Something happened. Because your eyes are very cold. The cold, Josh. Cold, lying eyes. No. Alright, bye. My eyes aren't lying. Yes, they are, Josh. Santa Mancato. They've been lying eyes. You know, Bleaker observed the argument like tennis spectators, fascinated by the dynamics of a real couple. Okay, I'm going to set up the apparatus. Do you know you want to get a C-clamp out of that drawer? I'm going to the infirmary. Good. Call me when you're off the rag. Oh. 
Well, I, no, I'm really just making sure that a slur does not come up. 2007, I feel like a slur will come. All right, Greg. Fine. Call me when you learn how to love just one person. Not cheat at your brother's college just because you had four Smirnoff Ices and a bottle of Snow Peak Peach flavored Boons. Good. I'll be sure to do that, Amanda. I'll make a note of that. Seriously, scrawls a fake memo in his notebook. Snow Peak. Snow Peak. Peach is the best flavor of Boons. Right, Bleak? Bleaker reddens and continues constructing the apparatus. Bleaker shakes his head and rifles through his textbook. There's a joke I can make there, but I will not make it. Juno examines a large ad in the newspaper that depicts distraught teen girl clutching her head in a moment of stage conflict. The ad reads, Pregnant? Find a clinic that gives women's choice. Women's Choice Health Center. Juno picks up her hamburger phone and dials. For a moment, she attempts to copy the melodramatic pose from the ad, checking herself out in the mirror. I'm gonna refrain. <laughs> I am not speaking Spanish. I do need to learn Spanish. You know, if I want a Dominican girlfriend, but yeah. Anyway. Presses a few buttons in succession. Ooh, succession. Speaking of, I need to finish that before it comes back. Anyway. Yes, hello? I need to produce. Ah, Alright, sorry. <clears throat> yes, hello? I need to procure a hasty abortion? What was that? I'm sorry. I'm on my hamburger phone. It's kind of awkward to talk on. They more of a novelty than a functional appliance. He smacks the phone a couple of times. Better? Okay, good. Yeah, as I said, I need an abortion to 16? Um, yeah. Approximately two months and four days ago that I had V-sex. That's a guesstimate. Okay, next Saturday? Great. Jinx of the phone. I hate it when adults use the term sexually active. Health teacher slow-mo puts a condom on a banana. What does that even mean? What does that even mean? Can I deactivate Sunday or this permanent state of being? No, you can't deactivate Sunday. You're older. Unless Coda. <laughs> anyway, blah 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 blah. I guess Bleeger went went live that night we did it. Because he had done it before. That's why he got that look on his face. All men all men are horny. Do not let anybody tell you different. All men are her horny. This is why women deserve more. Happy Women's History Month. I made that joke already, I believe. Anyway, you see Paulie's face at the moment of his deflowering. He's comically wide-eyed with shock. Whoa. Juno, her father, Mac. Yeah! J.K. Simmons! Stepmother, Bren. Please, Bren. Allison Jane, yes. 
love Alice and Janie as well. That's who I I knew I was forgetting somebody. Shut up. I already fucking watched. Nope, that's the wrong thing. That's the wrong thing. Down closes out, by the way. The mother Bryn and Liberty Bell sit at the very typical kitchen table eating dinner. Max shovels food while chatting about his day. Oof. Who is Liberty Bell again? Sarah, Sierra Pitkin. Not much. Like she kind of stopped acting. She's in the makeup department? That's good for her. She hasn't really done anything since 2017. Okay. Alright. That's good. Alright. God damn it, I keep clicking the wrong thing. Mac. You should have seen the octopus foreigners. Had to get my hazmat set up. Had to get my hazmat to just to get up out of there. Just to get up in there. My dad used to be in the army. But now he's just your average HVAC specialist. He and my mom got divorced when I was five. He lives on a Havasu reservation in Arizona. The new husband and three replacement kids. Oh, and she inexplicably mails me a cactus every Valentine's Day. What a bitch. Rooney Dooney. Pile of neglected cacti festering in the corner of Juno's room. Mike, thanks a heap, Coyote Ugly. This cactus gram stinks even worse than your abandonment. Yikes. Brand is cutting up Liberty's food diligently. Her nails are brilliant, holding the silverware. That's my stepmom, Bren. Bren stitches a needlepoint pillow of a dog. She's obsessed with dogs. Bren's nail salon in all its glory. Owns a nail salon called Bren's Tens. Not a bad name. Although, it's not specific, specific to nails, it could have been anything, but any anyway, Bryn chats up a customer. She applies for a fresh coat. She always smells like meth. <laughs> I'm not even going to attempt to say that. Liberty Bell coughs pitifully as Bryn leans over her plate. Juno, how did your maneuver go last night? Which maneuver? The one where I moved the entire living room set from one lawn to another, or the one in which cleared 64 ounce blue slushy in 10 minutes? Friend speaks in a strong city accent. Juno, did you happen to barf in my urn? Mac, you know that nice urn up at the front door? The one I got up in Stillwater? Found some weird blue shit. I mean, stuff. Gunk. And there this morning. I would never barf in your urn, Brenda. Maybe LB did it. You see Liberty Bell blissfully pouring bacon bits onto her dinner. Liberty Bell. If I see one more Baco on that potato. 
Liberty Bell, if I see one more bacon on that potato, I'm going to kick your monkey ass. <laughs> Fucking love J.K. Simmons. <laughs> I wish he yelled at her like he did at Whiplash. <laughs> oh, that'd be hilarious. Funeral trudges towards the front entrance of a clinic. There is a lone abortion protester, a teenage teenager of Asian descent, holding a hugely oversized sign that reads, No babies like murdering. This is a scene I wanted to show. All babies want to get born. All babies want to get born. Well, I'm not going to get into my thoughts on this. However, all I'm going to say is their body, their choice. What the fuck do I have to say about it? Hey, you want to, you want to. Hey, you do, you do. I can't do anything about it. It's your choice. Your body's your choice. You know, recognizes the protester as a classmate of hers. Uh, hi, Su Chan. Oh, hi, Juno. How are you? Good. I'm good. Finish that paper for worst class yet? No, not yet. I tried to work on it. A little, la little last night. I'm having trouble concentrating. Try Adderall. No thanks, I'm off pills. Wise move. I know this girl who had a crazy huge freak out because she took too many behavioral meds at once. Took off her clothes and jumped into the fountain at Ridge Mall, Ridgedale Mall. I was like, blah, I'm a cracker from the sea. I thought that was you. <laughs> well, it was nice seeing you. Continues on toward the clinic entrance. You know! You know stops in her tracks, but doesn't bother to turn around. The baby probably has a beaten heart, you know. It can feel pain. And it has fingernails. Really? Fingernails? Considers the concept and pushes open the clinic door. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm literally fucking playing my fingernails right now. I'm picking at it. Receptionist sits behind a pane of bulletproof glass. Why the fuck is it bulletproof? You expect people to come in there and... Honestly, crazy bastards would. Waiting room is semi-crowded, occupied mostly by pregnant women, teens, and ill-behaved children. Welcome to Women's Choice. The women are trusted friends. Please put your hands where I can see them and surrender any bombs. Beautiful flashes are best jazz hands. Oh, hi. I'm here for the big show. Your name, please? Juno McGough. Receptionist raises a pierced eyebrow and arranges some paperwork on a clipboard. Makes I'm using a fake name. Like Gene Simmons or Mother Teresa. Receptionist hands Juno the clipboard and a pen. I need you to fill these out. Both sides. Don't skip their hair details. We need to know about every score and every sore. Ooh! The receptionist reaches into one of those ubiquitous women's clinic condom jars, holds up a fistful of purple rubbers. You like some free condoms? 
They're boysenberry. Oh, thank you. I'm off sex. Apparently, uses these every time we have intercourse. They make his balls smell like pie. Congrats. Takes a seat in the waiting room and rifles through a pile of old magazines. Magazine selection is lots of mommy mags of related periodicals. She selects an issue of Family Digest and gingerly flips through for a few moments. Then she looks over and notices the fingernails of a nearby teen. Looks as nervous as she does. Girl bites her thumbnail, spits it out to the floor. Ooh, yeah. Juno looks away, but immediately notices another waiting woman who absolutely scratches her arm with long fake nails. Ooh. Suddenly, she sees everybody's fingernails everywhere. The receptionist clicks her nails on the front desk. Ooh. Another woman blows on her fresh manicure. Everyone seems to be fidgeting with their fingers somehow. Juno sudden looks terror-stricken. Excuse me, Miss McGough? No answer. We see that Juno's chair is empty. Receptionist cranes her neck and sees the front door drift shut. Juno's figure recedes into the distance and tears off down the street, running as fast as she can. Fucking Suchin. Leia's front door swings open to reveal the breathless Juno standing sheepishly on the front porch. Leia sighs. What are you doing here, dumbass? thought I was supposed to pick you up at four. Couldn't do it, Leia. Smell like a dentist in there. And these really horrible magazines with, like, spritz cookie recipes, bad fiction, and water stains. Like, someone read them in the tub. And the receptionist tried to give me these weird condoms that look like grape suckers. She told me about her boyfriend's pie balls. And Su Chen was there. She told me the baby had fingernails. Fingernails! Gruesome. Wonder baby claws could scratch her vag on the way out. I'm staying pregnant, Leia. Put your voice down, dude. My mom's around here somewhere. She doesn't know we're sexually active. What does that even mean, anyway? Anyway... I got to thinking on the way over. I was thinking maybe I could give the baby to somebody who actually likes that kind of thing. You know, like a woman with a bum ovary or something. And some nice lesbos. I'm sorry for saying that. It could have been much worse, but... <laughs> Fuck. But then you get huge. Your chest is going to have to milk tank. You to tell everyone you're pregnant. I know. You all canonize me for being so selfless. I'm actually looking ahead and make sure. Oh, uh, yeah. Maybe they'll totally shit. And be super mad at you and not let you graduate. I'll go to Cabo St. Lucas for spring break. Luca and I were just... We're going to Gettysburg for spring break. They decide that there's no helping her nerdy friend. Well, maybe you could look at one of those adoption ads. See them all the time in Penny Saver. There are ads? For parents? Oh, yeah. Desperately seeking spawn. 
right by that for like iguanas, terriers, and used fitness equipment. Totally legit. Come on, Leia. I can't scope out wannabe parents and a penny saver. It's tacky. That's like buying clothes at the pumping munch. Juno and Leia are sitting on a bench in a park. They slurp giant blue slushies and shift and sift through a pile of penny savers. Juno's a pipe with her. Penny saver sucks. Yeah, it sucks for free. They turn the pages in silence for a moment. Their lips and teeth are Windex blue. I feel like I just touched my goddamn mic with my lips and I didn't. Weird. Um. They turn. Oh. Uh. Look at this one. Wholesome, spiritually wealthy couple have found true love with each other. All that's missing is your bastard. Guy in here who's giving away a piano. Free for the holy. Put in Bleaker's yard. You're not listening to me. No, I heard you. Can't give the baby to people who describe themselves as wholesome. I'm looking for something a little edgier. We have in mind a family of disturbed loners who are into gunplay and incest. Yeah, I'm, I'm literally looking ahead. I was thinking of graphic designer, mid-30s, cool Asian wife who dresses awesome and plays bass. I'm trying not to be too particular. Right? Alright. How about this one? Healthy, educated couple seeking effort to join a family of five. You will be compensated. Help us complete the circle of love. Yeesh, they sound like a cult. As a mother. Besides, they're greedy bitches. They already have three kids. Hey, Juno. Juno, look at this one. Points at the paper in motion for Juno to look. Juno scans the ad silently. You see the ad. It contains a photo of an attractive couple with ambiguous Mona Lisa smiles. <laughs> Mona Lisa! You're an overrated piece of shit. Yo, what up, Xavier? It reads, Educated, successful couple wishes to... They're Mark and Vanessa Loring. So beautiful, even in black and white. We see Polly's bedroom window festooned with childish curtains and a light on inside. Leaker lies on his car bed in his track uniform, listening to the same LP from when he and Juno went all the way. You goddamn slut. Oh. Talk about him. He stares between the pages of him boss Danton Fogel Prep Yearbook. We see the object of his gaze is Juno's black and white yearbook photo. Oh, so sweet. Next to it, we see a sloppy handwritten message from Juno. We hear Juno's voice reading the message. Hey, Bleaker! Spank off to this with motion lotion. Just kidding. Kind of. Your best friend, Juno. Okay. Ugh. Sorry, that line. Spank off to this with motion lotion. What a line. <laughs> that 
is what won them the Oscar. Bleeker picks up the phone. It's the same hamburger phone Juno has. He reconsiders and puts it down. It's a knock at the bedroom door. Bleeker's mom pokes her dowdy head inside. Paul, are you coming downstairs to eat? I don't think so. You ran eight miles today, puppy. I'm not hungry, Ollie. Breakfast for supper, your favorite, Paulie. I made French toast and sausage, patties, not linkies. Just like you like it. Luca places his hand silently on his stomach. Juno McGough called while you were out running. She wants to know if you're coming to a little coffeehouse performance on Saturday. Thanks for the message. You know how I feel about it. I mentioned it about 50 times. I just hope you don't consider her a close friend. Ugh. Yeah, Bleaker is clutching. Oh, Bleaker's mom gives up and closes the door. We see that Bleaker is clutching a pair of panties with one hand. He slowly re releases as the 45 ends. Fred and Mac are seated on the couch. They are standing nearby for reinforcements. You know, paces nervously, trying to suss out how to break out the big news. Oh, sorry. I have no idea how to spit this out. On, did you get expelled? No, the school will probably contact you in the event of my expulsion. Well, I was just asking. It seemed plausible. You need a large sum of money? Legal counsel? No, no. Definitely I asked for anything. Except maybe mercy. Like, it would be really great if nobody hit me. What have you done, Junebug? Did you hit somebody with the Prevera? Preveva? Preveva? Whatever. Fuck it. I don't. Ah! Best to just tell them, man. Rip off the band aid. Let it bleed. I'm pregnant. We're going to make predictably speechless. Oh, God. But I'm going to give it up for adoption. I already found the perfect people. They presents to the penny saver photos from the Lornings. They say they're going to pay my medical expenses and everything. Promises will all be resolved in 30 odd weeks. And it never happened. You're pregnant? I'm so sorry, you guys. If it's any consolation, I have heartburn. It's like radiating down to my kneecaps. And I haven't gotten number two since Wednesday. Morning! I didn't even know you were sexually active. Who's a kid? You know, cringes upon hearing her most hated term. Baby? I don't know anything about it yet. Only, only, only know it got fingernails. Allegedly. Nails? Really? No, I mean the father. He's the father, Juno. Oh. Well. It's Polly Bleaker. Brandon back. Burst into shocked laughter. What? Polly Bleaker? I didn't know he had it in him. <laughs> this doesn't look well. Barrel. I know, right? Okay, this is no laughing matter. No, it's not. Polly is. is. Barrel. But. by the way, he was very good in. Chair. Leia fires a be quiet glance at Juno. Say you were thinking about adoption? 
Yeah, well, there's this couple who have been trying to have a baby for five years. Found them in a penny saver by the exotic bird section. Friend looks understandably alarmed. Juno hastily attempts to make the situation sound more legitimate. They have a real lawyer and everything. I'm going to meet with them next weekend. Junebug? That is tough. Tough thing to do. Probably tougher than you can understand right now. Well, I'm not ready to be a mom. Damn Skippy, you're not. Remember to give Liberty Bell her breathing meds. Once. She didn't die, if you can recall. Honey, would you consider, you know, the alternative? And you don't exchange glances. No. You're a brave enough young lady. Made a stronger stuff than I thought. You're a little Viking. Cool it. First things first. Get you healthy. You need prenatal vitamins. Incidentally, they'll do incredible things for your nails. So that's a plus. Oh. And we need to schedule a doctor's appointment. Find out where you're going to deliver. The term deliver is so weird. Can you not say deliver? I'll just crap it out sound. You know, I want to come with you to meet these adoption people. Just a kid. I want you to get ripped off by a couple of baby starved wingnuts. Sure, Dad. Magnod, satisfied, then contemplates the situation dismissively. Thought you were the kind of girl who knew when to say when. I have no idea what kind of girl I am. Not one at all. Sorry. It was right there. I I had to I had to say it. By the way, Elliot Page, love you dude. You're great. You look fucking fantastic. He looks better than me. Fucking Yeah, of course he looks better than me. Anyway, look great, dude. Love you. Do you know Alea Hightail it upstairs? Tell it to me straight, Bren. Think this is my fault? Her mother's fault? I think kids get bored and have intercourse. I think Junebug was a dummy about it. So we have to move on from here and help her figure it out. Not ready to be a pop-up. Not going to be a pop-up. Judo's not going to be a ma. Somebody else is going to find a precious blessing from Jesus in that garbage dump of a situation. I freaking hope. Is he coming when she sat us down here? Oh, God, yeah. I was hoping she was expelled or into hard drugs. Yeah, that's my first instinct, too. Or DWI. Anything but this. And and I'm going to punch that bleaker kid on the wiener when I, next time I see him. Oh, Mac, no. He's a sweet kid. No, it wasn't his idea. Eh, probably not. Music plays as we see sparse images of Vanessa Loring's hands preparing the house for Juno's arrival. She puts in a vase of flowers, straighten the framed photo of the Loring's, dusting off a table with one of those wet naps of the furniture, lining up a shelf of books. 
The Previa cruises slowly into the Lauren's fancy gated community. Mac pulls over and parks on a curb. Mark and Vanessa Loring have an impressive, though generic Mac McMansion. That's a McMansion. Like a McDonald's ass motherfuckers. Also, fuck Vince McMahon. I'm sorry. <laughs> McMansion made me think of McMahon. Fuck McMahon. The entire yard is unlandscaped soil. Mac presses the doorbell while Juno chews her nails uncomfortably. Both look mortified as they wait for someone to greet them. Vanessa opens the door. She is a pretty, meticulous woman. In her early 30s. Very Banana Republic. Hi, I'm Vanessa. You must be Juno or Mr. McGough. I'm Vanessa. Vanessa, right? Hello. Thank you for having me and my irresponsible child over for your home. Oh, no. Thank you. Come on in. Vanessa awkwardly leads him into her home. Can I take your coats? Sure. Takes off her hooded sweatshirt and thrusts it into Vanessa's arms, who sets it on a bench. Wicked pig and the penny saver. Right away. Super classy. Not like those other people with those fake woods in the background. Like, I'm really gonna fall for that, you know? Found us in a penny saver? McLaurin appears next to Vanessa. He's boyishly attractive. Guy in his mid-thirties. Mr. Jason Bateman. Hey, how you doing? He glances sheepishly at Vanessa upon hearing the penny saver mention. Extends his hand to Mac and Juno. Hi, I'm Mike Loring. I'm the husband. Mark and Vanessa usher Juno and Mac into the austere, spacious living room. A woman in a business suit sits on a couch with a briefcase in her lap. This is our attorney, Gerda Ross. Exaggerated, growling German accent. Nice to meet you. Mac seizes Mark's hands and pumps it heartily. I'm Mac McGough. This is, of course, my daughter Juno. Like the city in Alaska? No. Cool. Well, let's sit down and get to know each other a bit. I'll get drinks, whatever one like. I got Black Girl. Pellegrino, vitamin water. Marcus Mark, please. Up. Oh, she's joking. Junebug has a wonderful sense of humor, which is just one of her many genetic gifts. I also have good teeth. No cavities. They finally got fluorated water and dancing elk. It bears them frighteningly to demonstrate. Vanessa stairs, unflappable. We're fine, thank you. Mac and Juno join Mark and Gerda Ross on the couch. Ross. Ross? Ross? I don't know. I'm going to say Ross. 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 Uh, so, Juno, first off, how far along are you? I'm a junior. I mean, your pregnancy. Oh! Um, my stepmom took me to the doctor yesterday and said I was 12 weeks. Vanessa enters with the refreshments on a tray. Well, that's marvelous. You're almost into your second trimester then. Yeah, apparently. Having it on May 4th. May the 4th be with you. 
tough part's almost over for you. I mean, my girlfriend's always telling me the first couple months are the hardest. Yeah, but I hardly noticed it. I'm more worried about the part where I have to start wearing jeans with the elastic panel on the front. I think pregnancy is beautiful. Well, you're lucky it's not you. Vanessa looks to the ceiling. So, let's discuss how we're going to do this thing. Well, I just have the baby and give it to you, right? Mark and Vanessa are willing to negotiate an open adoption. Wait, what does that mean? It means they send annual updates, photos, let Juno know the baby is doing as he or she grows up. Of course, Juno's legal rights will be terminated. Whoa, I don't want to see pictures. I don't need to be notified of anything. Can't we just kick it old school? I just put the baby on a basket, send it your way. Like Moses and the reeds. Technically, I'd be kicking the Old Testament. Mark and Juno eyes. Mark and Juno lock eyes. Yeah, yeah! The way people used to do it. Quick and dirty. Like ripping off a band-aid. Well, then. We agree on a traditional clothes adoption would be best for all involved Shit, yeah! Close it up! That's is clearly ecstatic. Obviously, we'll compensate you for your medical expenses. Are you looking for any other compensation? Excuse me? Well, no, I'm not going to sell the baby. I just wanted to grow up with people who are ready to love it and be parents. I'm in high school, dude. I'm ill-equipped. Do an amazing, selfish thing for us. Vanessa's wanted a baby since we got married. I'm going to be a mommy so badly. Be my mommy. Juno and Max stare at her. You don't say. Well, haven't you ever felt like you were born to do something? Yes. Heating and air conditioning. Well, I was born to be a mother. Some of us are. Mark, are you looking forward to being a dad? Mark is caught off guard. Sure. Why not? I mean, every guy wants to be a father. Coach soccer, help with science projects, and I don't know, fatherly stuff. Matt casts a subtle, dubious glance at Mark. Well, have we started looking over the paperwork? Gerda's already drafted some preliminary documents. Can I use the facilities first? Your practice makes you pee like sea biscuit. Sure, the powder room down here is. Being retiled, but you can use the master bath upstairs. Go up and then turn left and on your right. One with the toilet. Got it. Juno heads into the foyer and up the stairs. See a pose photo of Mark and Vanessa in the stairwell. Their house is beautiful but frigid. Juno rubs her arms, shivering. Lauren's bathroom is huge. Juno flushes and goes to the double sink to wash her hands. She opens, she opens up the overhead cabinet and sees Vanessa's toiletries. She spritz, she spritzes on some of her perfume, examines the more expensive grooming items. There's a crinkled tube of lube in the cabinet. You know, picks it up, fascinated. Rubs a drop of it between her hands and runs it through her hair like pomade. You know, opens the bathroom door. Instantly bumps into Mark. Whoops, yikes. 
Didn't expect to see you up here. Sorry, I was just kidding something. Did your wife send you up here to spy on me? What? No! Did you come off like paranoid yuppies or something? Well, we don't just invite a random pregnant teenager in the house and leave her unsupervised. I could be a total klepto, you all you know. I don't get a klepto vibe from you. It was genius, maybe. At arsonist? Wouldn't rule it out. I did steal a squirt of perfume. What do you think? It's clinic happy. Those are rest up to Mark's twitching nostrils. Smell those sparkling top notes. Fucking hells. Am I supposed to feel happy now? Should be happy, Holmes. Give you and Vanessa the gift of life. Sweet screaming, pooping life. And you don't even have to be there when the baby comes. Out of me all covered in... Gara? Letting guts? Better get back downstairs ASAP. You know Mox's use of ASAP silently. Wait a minute. Yeah, let's fall. Nepal? Nepal! <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why. Very... Stupid of me. Juno staring at a room with a door slightly ajar. We see guitars mounted on a wall and the edges of posters. Oh, that's uh my room. Vanessa lets me have room for all my old stuff. Wow, you get a whole room in your own house? Got a long leash there, Mark. Shut up. The walls are plastered with framed posters of early 90s alt-rock bands. But honey, there's addiction, etc. Mark removes his Les Paul, his Morins, and hands it to Juno. Ooh. It's beautiful. I always like Gibson better than Fender. What do you play? I rock a harmony. Oh. What? I'm a pawn shop rocker. I'm sorry. Where I'm not a gear snob. You know, turns the guitar over and examine it closely. What's that, mahogany? Happens if you crack the neck. Tell me about it. I used to play in a really tight band back when I lived in Chicago. One night we opened for the Melvins. You know who the Melvins are? Yeah. Well, we're playing with them and it busted this guitar on stage. Cost me $800 and a dime bag just to have it fixed. What's this, like 96? 93. I'm telling you, I was on the best time for rock and roll. Uh-uh. Nuh-uh. <laughs> Nuh-uh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just a fucking stupid meme. Nuh-uh. <laughs> I swear I brought this up in another uh, thing. But, nah. Nah. <laughs> 1977. Punk Volume 1. You weren't there, so you couldn't understand the magic. You weren't even alive. That's a Mac and Gerda waiting in awkward silence for Juno and Mark to return. Mac notices a brand new Pilates machine sitting in his packaging in the corner of the room. What's that thing? Pilates machine? What do you make with that? Don't make anything. It's for exercising. Mark Juno turn around, tool around on the guitars unplugged. They play a little riffs. He teaches her a couple chords. My wife just ordered one of those 
turn little gazelles off the TV. You know, and the guy with the ponytail. And I think I have no response. Okay, it doesn't look right to me. Suddenly, a shriek of amp feedback, followed by loud, discordant guitar strumming, can be heard drifting down from upstairs. Rao looks up to the ceiling. Excuse me. Marcus strapped on to let Paul. He's playing and singing Doll Parts by Hole. Yeah, I really want you. Yeah, I really want you. I really do. Building together. Yeah, they really want you. They really want you. And I do too. Yeah. Awesome. Sick, dude. Ernest appears in the doorway. Juno immediately puts down the guitar. Mark doesn't notice her immediately. Want to be the... Oh, sorry, honey. Mark clumsily puts down the guitar and stands up. Guys are playing music? Juno just wanted a closer look at the Kimber here. Car's name is Kimber. Yeah. It's alright. My axe is named Roosevelt. Not the Franklin, not Ted. Franklin was the hot one with the polio. Big Gerda is waiting for us downstairs with something important stuff for us to go over. Mark hangs up the guitars back on the wall. He and Juno exit the room chastised. Vanessa looks to Mark and questions. Didn't interrupt jam sessions. Juno and Mac have put their coats on and are in process leaving. Gerda hands Juno the documents. Vanessa and Mark trail behind. So look this over and give me a call in my office. If you have any questions. You know, we really appreciate it if you can keep us updated on any doctor's appointments, ultrasounds, any other things of that nature. Oh, sure, of course. We want to know how your kid is cooking. So then, you really think you're going to go ahead with this? Max stares at Juno gravely. Yeah, for sure. I like you guys. Juno looks at Mark. Oh, sure. Percentage-wise. Say, like, 80% sure, 90% sure? Mark seems visibly embarrassed by Vanessa's manic demeanor. I'm going to say 104% sure. Oh, really? Look, if I can give it to you now, I would. It probably looks like a sea monkey at this point. I think I should leave it there for a while till it gets cuter, you know? I think that's a great idea. That's great, right? Still on news. Well, you guys drive safe, and we'll hear from you soon, all right? Alright, take care of yourselves. You know, Mac exits. Mark shuts the door. All is silent. Foyer. Mark and Vanessa go to stand motionless. Greta pumps her fist triumphantly, trying to create the mood of a celebration. Alright! Vanessa buries her head in her hands and weeps hoarsely. It's now winter. Track team jogs in formation. Who the fuck is jogging in winter? Track from the snow. Those bastards never stop running. Well, yeah, there you go. Sorry, there's something in my eye. My eyelashes are so fucking weird.
Sorry, it just upsets me. It's fucking my eye. I can't like get it out. So fucking weird. Alright. Bleaker is running alone on a track. Exhaustions are spicy or icy. Puffs in the air. Bleaker's friend, YJ. Jogs up alongside him. YJ sol Solom. Skinny boy, much like Bleaker. Hey man. Hey YJ. Did you hear Juno McGough is pregnant? Yep. Like our moms and teachers. Yep. You hear it's yours? What a trip, man. I don't know really anything about it. Grow a mustache. You're a real man now. Can't grow a mustache. Never comes any evil. Me with this fucking beard. God damn, I hate them. I just hate looking baby face. I keep the beard. Me neither. I'm going to stop wearing underpants in order to raise my sperm count. See you. I'm gonna wear tighter underwear now. Anyway, <laughs> YJ jogs off. Bleaker stops and wipes away his sweat. Looking over Juno's now five month pregnant belly to a school administrator, filling out a slip. Juno takes a slip, turns around, and smiles on the way out. Juno exits the head office and bumps into Bleaker. Hey, Juno. A couple of us are going to the Centerplex after school. Doing at that movie with the guy with 18 kids. Sorry, Bleak. Going for my ultrasound. Gotta note everything. Okay, cool. Drop by. Try to drop by later. Okay. Splooge. We see an ultrasound goo being squirted onto Juno's exposed. Pregnant belly. Ooh. Ultrasound technician is using a Doppler device to view the contents of a Bergen and bump. Brandon Leia ooh and ah. The resulting image. Takes measurements and types it into her database. That's the feet. Oh, there's the hands. Oh, check that out. No way. Big mouth. Reveals the baby's head. Look at that. Look at baby big head. That kid is scary. I'm scared vessel. I'm a sacred vessel. Alright, you got it. What we've got in your belly is Taco Bell. Touche. I'm on Taco Bell. I haven't had Taco Bell in a bit. It is really weird looking. Like, not even real. I can't believe that there are saps who actually cry at these things. You know, and Leia, look at Brand, who is dabbing her eyes discreetly. What? I'm not made of stone. Oh, there you have it. Would you like to know the sex? Uh, please, Junebug? No. No way. No, I definitely don't want to know. Gonna be surprised when you deliver? What? Mark and Vanessa to be surprised, and if I know, I'll be able to keep myself from telling them and ruining the whole thing. 
Margo, Vanessa, your friends from school? No, they're the people who are adopting baby. Oh, well, thank goodness for that. What's that? Wait, what's that supposed to mean? I see a lot of teenage mothers come into here. Probably a poisonous environment for a baby to be raised in. You don't lay and friend become immediately defensive. How do you know I'm so poisonous? Like, what if the adopted parents turn out to be evil molesters? Stage parents. They can be utterly negligent. I'm going to do a far shittier job of raising the kid than my dumbass stepdaughter ever would. You consider that? No, I guess not. What is your job title exactly? Excuse me? I said, what is your job title, Missy? I'm an ultrasound technician, ma'am. Well, I'm a nail technician, and I think we both ought to stick to what we know. What are you talking about? You think you're special because you get to play picture pages up here? And they're just as their ultrasound monitor. My five-year-old daughter could do that. Let me tell you, she's got the brightest bulb in the tanning bed. So why don't you go back to night school and, and Mantano and learn the real trade? Ooh. Brand your dick. I love it. I'll just sound like tech exits in a huff. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Juno lays in bed. Check out the ultrasound printout. The preview. I'm in the front gate of Mark and Vanessa's exclusive community. I hope I'm pissing people off with the way I say, uh, Prevea. I keep saying it different every time. A sign on the gate reads, Glacial Valley. Juno rings the doorbell, shifting her weight in the cold. Mark answers the door, dressed in a t-shirt and jeans. Juno? Well, didn't expect to see you here. Got something really cool to show you guys. Is Vanessa here? No, she's working late tonight. Trying to include some extra time off when, you know. Just suck with Juno's belly. Right. Yeah, they be kind of a time suck. Come on in. Anyone in for a cooler? Sure. What is it with you rich people and your herb infused juices? I don't know. Something to do with four packs? They're not bad. Mark leads Juno into the kitchen where he pours two drinks. Serial blares in the background. Why aren't you at work? I mostly work from home. I'm a composer. No shit. Have you honest brands? Oh, more commercial stuff. Like what? Commercials. Oh. You seen those ads for titanium power mints the older one? Titania power, get war snatch by the batch. I don't know what I'm singing. I just sung for that. Sorry. I wrote that. Kind of a sellout, aren't you? What did Melvin say? They say you came a long way out here not knowing if anyone would be home. It was up a manila envelope. Come on, you're going to want to sit down for this. <clears throat> As they move into the living room, Juno sits down and motions for Mark to join her on the couch. Park it, dude. Mark sits down with great fanfare. Juno retrieves a dark, glossy sheet from the envelope. It's an ultrasound. Behold, good sir. 
very first photo of your future child. You're kidding! I'm baffled. I think it kind of looks like my friend Polly. Oh, is he bald and amorphous? Oh, he's the dad. Mark goes jolted as if first time he's considered that the baby might have a father. Stands up and holds the photo to the light critically. Can you tell if it's a boy or a girl? Doctor can tell, but I decided not to know. Wanted to be a big surprise. Well, it can really go only go two ways. That's what you think. I think tons of booze and like the scary new babies that born without junk. Junk? No, it's hearts. I know what junk is. Yeah. Definitely wanted to have junk. Well, don't worry about it. My stepmom has forced me to eat really healthy. Won't even let me stand in front of a microwave or eat red M&Ms. Hope you're ready. Or chuckles. Wait. Do you hear that? The song has begun. Mark closes his eyes in ecstasy and walks towards the stereo. Juno follows him toward the source of the music, looking perplexed by how happy he is. What is it? My favorite song. Sonic you doing Superstar by the Carpenters. I've heard the Carpenters before. Trick drummer, freaky dude. Not unlike the white, stri white stripes. Never heard of Carpenters like this. Listen. It grabs a stereo remote off the kitchen counter and turns up the volume to a roar. Mark and Juno stand in silence in the kitchen. Mark mouths along the lyrics. Don't you remember? The 21st night of September. Kidding. Don't you remember you told me you loved me, baby? Hey, I like this. The album is all Carpenter's covers by all by all rock bands. It's called If I Were a Carpenter. It is God. I'll rip you a copy from you before you leave. I don't have to do that. That's the least I can do. Say your favorite band was? I didn't. Three-way tie between between the Stooges, Patti Smith, and the Runaways. Yeah, I definitely need to make you some CDs. This while my kid is gonna be hanging out in there. He just said to Jones Bergen and Paunch. Mark walks over to his music collections. Starts pulling out CDs. Ah, those are the days. CDs, man. Who would have thought? CDs are completely obsolete, gone forever. I don't know a single person that still owns a CD. Oh, DVDs are dying, but hey. Makes you really need it because physical media is dying. Like songs, you can look up songs. YouTube, Spotify, and all those. You can get songs anywhere, but movies, those are difficult to come by. So that's why I get physical DVDs. Like, hey, I bought a couple on, like, Voodoo and Amazon. Now, who's to say those things do not, like, those streaming services do not go under? But if one day Amazon's like, ah, fuck it, we're done. Oh, it's too much to stream. All that stuff, gone. Hell, it happened with iTunes. We are doing Apple TV. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, back to this. 
He's got carpenter's disc, the no alternative charity compilation. And mother love bone. Juno spot the VHS tape on the coffee table and picks it up. The Wizard of Gore? Oh yeah. Hey, there's another one. Fucking VHS tapes. Completely gone. So weird. When the VHS tapes start going away, I feel like around 2009, 2010. Because that was around the time we got HD. And TV started to get, you know, wider and thinner. Like, alright. The VCR thing, that's going away. We have DVDs now. Now we have Blu-rays. Now we have streaming, so that's the advancement. Very few things are still there. Blu-rays, those are good for a couple more years, probably about another decade or so. Then I assume we'll be completely dead. Streaming and all that. Yeah. Anyway, back to this. Sorry. Very off topic. Oh yeah, it's Herschel Gordon Lewis. He's the ultimate master of horror. Please. Daria Arganto. The ultimate master of horror. Mark swivels around slowly in his death chair at surprise. Argento's good. But Lewis completely demented. We're talking buckets of goo, red corn syrup everywhere, fake brains up the yin yang. Frankly, this looks kind of stupid. Arkham's look. Oh, really? The partic particularly memorable footage from the Wizard of Gore. Mark and June are watching this movie. Drinking root beer floats. They're sitting dangerously close on the sofa. Even better than than Suspiria. Oh, I cannot speak. You got decent taste in slasher movies, Mark. He has dovetailing interests. By the way, I am not really a horror guy. I watch a few. I watch a few. Um, I actually watched quite a few horror movies last year. Pearl X Barbarian. Nope, it's kind of a horror movie. I don't know. People say it's not really a horror movie. It's more sci-fi thriller. Yeah, I can see. Got horror elements. Yeah. Anything else I watched last year. That's pretty horror. Pretty much horror. Oh, Black Phone. Well, that's, again, thriller. Not really horror. Whatever. Okay, fair. He raises his mug in a toast, but Juno clings it awkwardly. So have you and Vanessa thought of a name for the baby yet? Well, sort of. That's likes Madison for a girl. Madison? Okay. See, 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 this is why I read ahead. This is why I read ahead. I got it coming from Elliot Page here. <laughs> God, pretentious much? Everyone should have a mysterious name like Juno, huh? My dad went through his phase where he was obsessed with 
Greek and Roman mythology. Named me after Zeus's wife. I mean, Zeus has other ladies. I'm pretty sure Juno was his only wife. Supposed to be really beautiful, but really mean. Like Diana Ross. Suits you. But thanks. Not many teenage girls in your situation would actually go through with this. I weighed my options, but after all this, I'm glad I didn't. You know, get rid of it. I want to have it for you guys. Anything else? Start a door suddenly slams upstairs. Vanessa's home. Vanessa, shit, you better get out of here. Why? What's the big deal? You know what I'm saying? She just hates when I sit around watching movies and not contributing. I'll handle this. I'm really good at diffusing mom-type rage. It jumps up and rushes out. Wait, oh crap. Nessa slides her briefcase off her shoulder and ventures into the living room, struggling to carry some oversized shopping bags. Mark, are you home? I want to show you some things I picked up. You know, intercepts her breathlessly. Watching her ultrasound photo. Mark trails behind her. Hi, Vanessa. Vanessa jumps and makes a stirring old sound. Juno! God, you startled me. What are you doing here? What's wrong? Nothing. What's going on? Went to the doctor today. Vanessa is obviously entertaining some worst case scenarios. Her eyes are wide and she's uncharacteristically ruffled. Baby okay? Sure. The right size of everything and Oh, it's flanges. Okay. Check this. She holds the ultrasound up to show Vanessa and drapes her arm around her. This is the baby. Your baby. Vanessa drops the shopping bag, sick with relief. Oh my god. Doesn't look like it's waving. Kind of like it's saying, hi, Vanessa, will you be my mommy? Yeah. Yeah, it kind of does. Juno was nice enough to bring this spy for us. Came over as soon as I got that cool ultrasound goo off my pelvis. My stepmom verbally abused the ultrasound tech, so we were escorted off the premises. Oh, that's great. Can't divert her gaze from the photo. See? Nothing to worry about. Vanessa chuckles tightly, remembering, clearly embarrassed, that by her show of emotion. Vanessa and Mark walk Juno out. Juno peers at some shopping bags from various kid stores. Hey, what kind of swag did you get swore? There it is. That's that 2007. Yeah, Mall Madness, huh? Oh, it's just some stuff I picked up. Or, you know, the baby. Babies need a lot of things. I want everything to be just right. I thought people got all that stuff at baby showers. My, my stepmom had my sister. I remember. Got all about a million presents. They were all lame though. So I wasn't jealous. Also right here. I'm not sure why. There's two separate lines for Vanessa. 
should be together. Not for some reason. I don't know. It's all good. I doubt anyone's throwing us a shower. Why? Um, I think people are kind of unsure about the situation because it's not, you know, set in stone. What do you mean? I mean, you think I'm going to flake out on you? No, no, I don't think that, you know, just that you went through a situation before where it didn't work out. No glances up, Mark, and we're going to have Vanessa. Vanessa looks embarrassed. Cold feet. I've gone to China. Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. That's kind of a stereotype. Right, well, Juno, your parents must be wondering where you are. You might want to head home. Nah, I'm already pregnant, so they figure nothing worse could happen to me. What the purposes of a white girl? <laughs> I gotta bounce anyway. It's nice seeing you guys again. He waves and heads to the door. Hey, don't forget your bag. Vanessa looks pain-stricken as Mark helps Juno with a bag. Juno kicks the snow off her shoes before she enters. Friend sits at the kitchen table with a mug of coffee and an issue of dog fancy. Juno enters nonchalantly, drinking a giant slushy. Where the hell have you been, Junebug? Beck drove to St. Cloud to show Margaret Vanessa at Ultrasound. Ended up staying for a couple hours. A couple of hours? What are you going up there in the first place? They said they want to know about the stuff. They said to keep them updated, so I did. Could have sent it to them. You drive an hour out. Jesus, nowhere. I don't know, I just did. While we're waiting for Vanessa, Mark and I watched The Wizard of Gore, and he burned me some CDs of weird music. It's kind of cool. That was a mistake, Juno. He does print absorbs this. Mark is that a, a married stranger? You overstepped the boundary. Listen, Brent. Duh. I think you're the one overstepping boundaries. You're acting like you're one. You're the one who has to go through this and get a huge push, get huge, and push a baby out of your vag or someone else. Besides, cares if he's married. I can have friends who are married. It's a workout. Does it work that way, kiddo? You know squat about the dynamics of marriage. You know anything about me? I know enough. Friend rises to leave, clutching her dog fancy magazine. I don't even have a dog. Yeah, because you're allergic to saliva. I've made a lot of sacrifices for you, Juno. And in a couple of years, you're going to move out. And I'm getting... I don't know what that means. I cannot say that word. I'm not even going to attempt it. Wow, dream big. Oh, go fly a kite. What does that mean? Definitely some 2007 shit. What does that mean? Bryn storms out. Juno heads to the urn by the door and defiantly pours the remains of a blue slushy into it. Juno parks her prevail on the street and walks up the house and rings the doorbell. Bleaker's mom answers, visibly annoyed. Her eyes drift. Down to Juno's middle. Because mom was possibly attractive once. 
But now she looks like a hobbit. The fat one that was in the Goonies. Hi, Juno. What can I do for you? I borrowed Polly's physics notes from school today. I'm pretty sure he needs them back. His grade could plummet to an A-. minus. Fine. Come in. Feels another glance at Juno's belly. Bleaker's mom escorts Juno wordlessly up the stairs down the hallway to Polly's bedroom. Juno discreetly tries to charge ahead of her. Her expanded middle prevents her from getting past Bleaker's mom. They share an extremely awkward moment wedged side by side in the narrow hallway. Bleaker's mom nudges past Juno and knocks Bleaker's knocks on Bleaker's bedroom door. Door is a cheesy race car themed decoration hanging on it that says Paulie's Vroom. Fucking nerd. <laughs> it looks like something a five year old might have. Paulie's on the floor surrounded by old quizzes, studying like the tortured brainiac he is. As Bleaker opens the bedroom door, Juno appears. Paulie jumps startled. Hey, don't concentrate so hard, man. I smell hair burning. Bleaker smiles faintly. Ten minutes. She pulls the door halfway and leaves. Juno rolls her eyes and pulls the door shut entirely. What's up? I wanted to come over, you know. Say hi. Just hanging out with you on school nights. Just too. He nervously cracks open a container of orange Tic Tacs and pours them into his mouth. Orange Tic Tacs are bleakers. One and only vice. When he made out the day I got pregnant, his mouth tasted really tangy and delicious. From Bleaker's mouth, he catches Juno for the first time. Bleaker glances at Juno's midsection, embarrassed. So it looks like you're getting pregnant, sir, these days. Yeah, um, the whole private adoption thing. Married people in St. Cloud are going to be the parents. Bleaker is visibly relieved. Really? What do they like? The guy is super cool. His name is Mark and he's into old horror movies and plays guitar. I actually hung out with him today. Is that normal? I asked my dad and Brent not to narc us out to your folks. So we should be safe. Oh, that's a relief. Juno walks over to the bed and sits down next to Bleaker. I'm going to really start looking like a dork soon. You still think I'm cute if I'm huge? I always think you're cute. I think you're beautiful. Oh, Juno is caught off guard by his sincerity. Jesus, Bleak. Oh, I do. Song playing ends and another one begins. It's the song. The track that Bleaker and Juno both recognize from the infamous night in the basement. Hey, Junebug. When this is all over, we should get the band back together again. Yeah, sure. Once Tino gets a new drum head, we should be good to go. We could get back together too. Were we together? Bleaker picks up the carpet to eject it. Well, we were once, you know. 
that time. What about Katrina DeVort? Go out with Katrina DeVort? I don't like Katrina. I totally heard you did. I don't. Katrina smells like soup. Her whole house smells like soup. The house is covered in fresh snow. Mark and Vanessa stand silently. The nursery. The walls are prime slate gray. Single antique rocking chair. Fits in a corner. Vanessa beams proudly and holds two paint samples up near the wall. What do you think? Custard or cheesecake? The yellow. I wanted to pick something gender neutral for now. Get a baby god willing. Create a more decisive palette. Why do people think yellow is gender neutral? I don't know one man with a yellow bedroom. I think I'm leaning toward custard in this light. I don't know. I should paint a small area. I could just wait a couple months. Not like the baby's going to storm in here any second and demands a des dessert colored walls. What to expect says that readying the baby's room is an important process for women. It's called nesting. Nesting? Are you planning to build a crib out of twigs and saliva? You should read the book. I even flagged out the daddy chapters for you. I just think it's too early to paint. That's my opinion. And I disagree. Mark shrugs, resigned. Vanessa points to the nursery's largest wall. That wall. It's going to need something. Maybe we could put our first family picture there. Hmm. Can you see it? Mark stares at the wall, looking lost. Juno and Leia are walking through the mall, looking bored. Juno is wearing one of Max's giant hockey jerseys in lieu of actual maternity wear. Juno golfs on a giant cinnamon roll. Leia golf. What is wrong with me? Leia gnaws on a giant cinnamon pretzel. Yum, this pretzel tastes like a freaking donut. Share the love, tits. She rustles Leia for the pretzel. Onlookers stare at them, appalled, as Leia puts Juno in a half Nelson. She's assaulting me. She's denying me fresh break goodness. Leia claps her hand over Juno's mouth. Holy shit. Holy shit. What? Juno drags Leia behind a pillar and peers out from behind it. They're watching a group of well-heeled well women and their children stop in mass. One of the women is pushing a toddler in a troll. Toddler in an ultra modern stroller. One of the women is Vanessa looking vaguely detached. That's her. That's Vanessa Loring. The penny saver Lorings? Juno nods. No way! She's pretty! You sound shocked or something. I just thought she looked really old in real life. The women gather near a play area. Sip fraps and loudly discuss their outfits for an upcoming party. I was like, no offense, sweetie. Nobody looks good in gauchos. Especially not with her build. <laughs> Fucking cunt. Sorry. <laughs> Maybe I'm gonna win it. Women peanut style. Wow, wow, wow. 
Uh, one of the little girls in the group tugs at Vanessa's sleeve. Vanessa happily follows the little girl over to the play area and begins to play energetically with her. Trina watches intently, but Leia just snickers. Let's steal that kid for her collection, right? Seriously. They watch Vanessa for a few more moments. Let the kids wander over toward the play area while their mothers ignore them. Vanessa continues to entertain the children. Boring. Leia stands up. Juno lingers for a moment. Leia and Juno approach the elevator. A huge cookie. Like a land kebab. Simultaneously. What the fuck? Hot supermi, must you always feed? Elevator door opens, revealing Vanessa. Juno? He tries to back to look enthused. Ah, uh, well, hi, Vanessa. What brings you to the mall today? Just, you know, shopping with my girlfriends. Gay? <laughs> Fuck it, stupid. <laughs> Juno glares at Leia. Vanessa. No. Okay, whoop. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yep, 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 yep. Okay. Thank God it says this and not the other word. Okay, well, so, how are you feeling? Happy? You know what I mean, like, physically? I'm good. Look, there's a snooze button now. Lifts a shirt and presses the popped out navel. Ooh, that's great. How would that feel? No. I, I have, I have an out, I have an any. Pushing in an Audi is probably. That probably hurt, right? I don't. I, don't, I digress. Mm. Nessa is admiring the belly when Juno grimaces. Dude, it's moshing all over. Nessa looks confused. It's kicking. Nessa nods and understands and begins summoning the courage for an unusual request. Juno, can I? Can I touch it? Kidding me? Everyone at school is always grabbing my belly. It's like a legend. They call me cautionary well. Shout out Brandon Fraser. <laughs> Wait, that's not how you say his name. Brendan Frazier. Frazier? 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 He, he explained it once, and I forgot it. Can't feel anything. Vanessa moves her hand. I want desperately to feel a baby. It's not moving for me. Said this and oh, it's an admission of failure. Well, if you try talking to it, they can apparently hear speech in there. Even though it sounds all 10,000 leagues under the sea. Vanessa kneels down next to the swell of Juno's belly. Hi. Hi, baby. It's me. My name is Vanessa. Can't wait to meet you. He gives a look at Juno as she's about to barf. Can you hear me, sweet angel? Vanessa looks like she's given up hope. And suddenly, oh my god, even as a watermark. Wild movie. Oh my god, it moved. I felt it. Elbow. Wow. Magical. No. <laughs> It's gonna get really stupid. 
because it's like, what would it feel like in there? You know? No, I doubt anybody watching me has had a baby. So, like, you literally feel everything the baby's doing. No, th this is this is one of those things where life amazes me. Like, we have life with a baby. It's growing inside another human. That huge. That's just insane. That's one of, one of the crazy things about life. You know, sometimes you just think about things like this. Like, wow. Really go through that. Women really go through that. And there's thousands of women pregnant every day. Almost always, constantly, new babies. That's 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 crazy. It's crazy to think about. Anyway, back to this. You know, smiles have been in all of her genuine affection. The streets are covered in muddy, slushy snow. The mud is instantly trampled underfoot with the collective feet of dancing elk trekking on their morning run. Run cuts all. Cause the top three inches of a pair of Juno's jeans. Using a sewing machine begins attaching the last waistband. Behind, uh, we're behind that same waistband as Juno walks through the students. Now seem he will seem to part the waters for the belly. Mark has the Les Paul on his lap and he's as he stares at the boards at an awful commercial. Up the script, storyboards. Mm. We're getting meta here. A kitchen scene with a kid eating a new breakfast. Product called brunch bowls. Annoyed and out of ideas, Mark begins and prompt you some. If you're tired of breakfast but not hungry for lunch, microwave yourself a healthy bowl of brunch. Mark picks up his head and checks it, and then a phone rings. Hello? So I've been spending a lot of time listening to that weird CD you made me. Oh really? What's the verdict? Sort of like it. I mean, it's cute. Cute? Well, when you use the raw power of Iggy and the Stooges, everything else sounds kind of precious by comparison. I imagine you have a collection of punk chestnuts to prove your point. Consider it your musical education. I'm dying to see what you've got to teach me. Okay, stop surfing porn and get back to work. Just wanted to say hi. Go learn something. Mark hangs up and smiles. Close up on Juno's tray sliding along, picking up an odd combo of pregnant food. Hope to find Juno and Leia walking the trees to the table. God, you're getting huge. How many months has it been now? Almost eight. I can't believe how weird I look naked. My fun bags to get bigger. Trust me, you don't. I actually have to wear a bra now. I have to rub this nasty cocoa butter stuff over myself, and my skin could get stretched too far and explode. Hot! You know, Layer is sitting inside an emptied awards case on the wall eating a lunch. Wow, their fucking school sucks, John. 
Juno notices the other kids in the cafeteria can't help but glance her way. Some look derisive. Others amused. But why is everyone always staring at me? Well, kind of convex. She illustrates by making a rounded gesture near her stomach. Wow, someone's actually doing her geometry homework for once. I don't have a choice. Keith's been grading me really hard lately. Please do not refer to Mr. Con Conyers as Keith. Okay? My barf reflex is already heightened these days. Keith's hot. Ew, he's all beardy. See, Keith, the teacher, talking to some science kids. In the background, he has a wild America beard. Lifts a cup up of coffee up to his lips and slurps it lustily. Oh. Back to Juno and Leia. Do you hear Bleak is going to prom with Katrina Devort? Katrina? No way. He doesn't like Katrina. Must be a pity date. He asked her. Heard they were going to Benihana. Then the prom. Then to VJ's parents' house. Cabin. VJ. 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 I said VJ. Whoopsies. VJ. Bleaker told Katrina's whole house reeks of soup. Oh, it totally does. I was there for her birthday about four years ago. It's like Lipton Landing. But, you know, boys have endured worse things for Nookie. There's no way in hell they're having sex or even holding hands. I wouldn't be so sure of that. I did with you. He's a man now. Yeah, well, Bleak trusted me. We're best friends. Are you jealous? I thought you said you didn't care what he did. I'm not jealous. I don't care. I just know he doesn't like Katrina, and I don't think he should toy with their emotions like that. Seems nice and all. Okay, Juno. I'm really convinced. Promise for weenuses, anyway. Once you're old enough to go, it's not cool anymore. Yeah. Bleaker retrieves a book from his open locker. Juno marches up to him, belly leading the way. Are you honestly and truly going to prom with Katrina DeVort? Um, hi? They just told me you were going with her. Yeah, I did ask her if she wanted to go. Bunch of us are going. Bunch of us from the team are going to Benihana and then a prom. Invite Jay's parents' cabin. Juno is clearly affronted. Getting a stretch limo. Your mom must really be glad you're not taking me. You're mad? Why are you mad? I'm not mad. I'm in a fucking great mood. Despite the fact that I'm trapped in a fat suit I can't take off. Despite the fact that everyone is making fun of me behind my back. Despite the fact that your little girlfriend gave me the stink eye in art class yesterday. Katrina's not my girlfriend. Doubt she was actually giving you the snake eyes. She just looks like that all the time. Girl strides past. I'm just Katrina with a sour look and squarely at Juno. Whatever. Have fun at prom with soupy sales. I'm sure I can think of something way more cool to do that night. Like, I could pump into my feet. Or go to Bren's dumb Unitarian church. Get hit by a 10-ton truck full of hot, hot garbage juice. All those things 
would be exponentially cooler than going to the prom with you. Starts to walk away. We could take a deep breath. You're being really immature. We will turn around. What? Lika braces himself and pushes up his lab goggles. That's not how our thing works. I hurl accusations and you talk me down, remember? Not this time. You don't have any reason to be mad at me. You broke my heart. I should be royally ticked at you, man. I should be really royally cheesed off. Really. I should be really cheesed off. I shouldn't want to talk to you anymore. Why? Because I got bored and had sex with you one day and then you didn't like and I didn't like marry you? Like I'd marry you. You be the one. You what the fuck is wrong with me? Ah. You'd be the meanest wife of all time. And anyway, I don't know. fuck is wrong with me? Like I marry you. You'd be the meanest wife of all time. And anyway, I know you weren't bored that day because there's a lot of stuff on TV. The Blair Witch Project was on Stars, and you were like, oh, I want to watch this. We should make out instead. Blah, 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 blah. Forget it, Bleak. Take Katrina to the douche pack. Take Katrina to the douche pack at the prom. I'm sure you guys will have a really bitchin' time. Yeah, well, I still have your underwear. I still have your virginity. Oh my god, shut up! What, are you ashamed that we did it? No. Or at least you don't have to walk around with the evidence under your sweater. I'm a planet. Juno picks up her backpack dejectedly and slides it over her shoulder. She's about to walk away when... Wait, let me take that, huh? You shouldn't be carrying a heavy bag. I'll take that. That's fine. It's another 10 pounds. Turns around, wipes tears off her cheek. Makes sure no one sees. Continues down the hallway. Juno climbs ungracefully into the van. She starts the engine. And then pauses to dig through her backpack for something. She produces a brush. Begins brushing her hair in the rearview mirror. Examining herself self-consciously. She puts on Dr. Pepper Lip Smacker. And backs out of the driveway. Mark is seated at the computer. Surfing on a horror movie website. The blank expression... Of a bored obsessive. Doorbell rings. Mark opens the door. Juno stands there, looking radiantly knocked up. Throws a stack of CDs. Mark breaks into a grin. Oh, that sure is working hard. Is Vanessa here? Nope, we're safe. Alright, he and Juno smile conspiratively. Cool. Come on, I have something for you. Just for Juno to follow him to the house. Okay, this looks really weird. Lauren's basement is dank. Cluttered, unfinished, and unattractive, much like Paulie's bleakers. Mark pulls a chain to illuminate a bare bulb. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> Sorry, I saw that. There's no way I'm not making that fucking reference. Oh, Mark, is this the baby's room? It's beautiful. Hilarious. No, I just keep all my old comics down here. I want to show you one of them. Oh, you're one of those guys. You're gonna like this, I promise. Mark rummages through a cardboard box in a corner. Here it is. 
shows the comic that you know is called the most fruitful yaki. Takes a pregnant Japanese girl kicking ass and taking names. Most fruitful. Most fruitful yaki. Most fruitful yuki. What is this? Oh my gosh, she's a pregnant superhero. Isn't that great? God, when I was in Japan with my band. Reminds me of you. You know, examines the copy. Most fruitful Yuki does resemble her. Wow, I actually feel like less of a fat dork now. Most fruitful Yuki is a badass, man. She'd be proud to be in the same condition. There's a karate kick in Mark's direction with a kia. You know, sincerely pleased. How about some tunes? The battered portable CD player in the corner. Juno kneels down and pops in one of the discs. The first one is kind of slow. It's not the whole. So it's still totally rad and hardcore. Juno puts the CD, puts in the CD, and all the young dude fills the room. Mark laughs. What? I actually noticed one. You do? Yeah, the song's older than me, if you can believe that. I danced to it at my senior prom. Almost interesting, Mark. Who did you dance with? Her name is Cynthia Vogel. And she good dance partner. You ever let me put my hands on her butt? Oh man. This picture you slow dancing like a dork. She mockingly places her hands on Mark's waist and moves back and forth stiffly stiffly. Put my hands on your waist. And you put your arms around my neck. That's how we did it in 88. Puts his hands on what remains of Juno's waist. Drapes her arms. Oh, his neck's unconscious. Okay, like this. You've never been to a dance, have you? Any squares and nerds go to dances? What are you? I don't know. So he slowly to the music. Juno probably bumps up against Mark. I feel like there's something between us. They laugh. Juno rests his head. Her head and Mark's chest. They dance in silence for a few moments and stop moving. Mark pulls Juno as close as he possibly can, giving her expanding girth. Giving her expanding girth. I'm leaving, Vanessa. What? It's not working out. Getting my own place in the city. I've got it all planned out. It's something I've wanted to do for a long time. You know, backs away. No. No? No, you, you definitely cannot do that, Mark. That's a big, fat sack of no. What's the matter? This, this isn't what we agreed on. You guys have to take care of this. You're the chosen custodians of this big-ass bump. Just as wildly to her belly, suddenly, something matters to her far more and approval of the of an older guy. I thought you'd be cool if I want you guys to adopt a buglet. I want everything to be perfect, not shitty and broken like everyone else's family. Listen, once I have the baby, Vanessa's going to finally be happy and everything will be alright. Believe me on this one. Baby is not going to fix everything. Besides, I don't know if I'm Ready to be a father. But you're old! I... How do you think of me, Juno? Why are you here? I don't know, I just... Like being your friend. 
sort of like becoming furniture in your weird life. This? This is what my life has become. Stuff in boxes. Stuff underground. That's so appealing to you? I guess. Is this my fault? Vanessa mad at you because of me? That's not the point. Just not in love anymore. Yeah, but didn't you love Vanessa when you married her? Love someone once, you can love them again. I know it. My friend Leia has gone out the same guy like four times. Just not trying. Mark suddenly sees Juno for what she is. Teenage girl. Such a hit. I can't believe what an idiot I am. Faces over to the wall, kicks it softly. Please don't get a divorce. God, Mark, just do me a solid to stay with your wife. God, you're so young. Really, I'm 16. I'm old enough to tell people when they're acting like total a-holes. By the way, I bought an... Oh, wait, hold on. Juno turns the leaves and shoots one furious look back at Mark. Oh, by the way, I bought another Sonic Youth album. The worst thing I've ever heard. It's just noise, man. Bolts upstairs sobbing. Juno reaches the top of the stairs, scrambles toward the front door, only to be intercepted by Vanessa, who's returning home from work, carrying a briefcase and a freshly purchased nursing pillow. They nearly collide. Juno? What's going on? obvious from Juno's tears and flushed face that she's lying. Vanessa instantly goes pale with fear. She tries her hardest to seem serene and together in front of Juno. Mark, why is Juno crying? I'm not crying, I'm allergic to fine home furnishings. See you later. Press towards the door, hold on. No halts, what's the matter? Hormonal, right Juno? That's part of the whole process. Juno looks totally betrayed. She doesn't respond. Vanessa looks at Juno's expression and knows Mark's lying. What did you do? Didn't do anything. Just... I've been thinking. The worst words a man can speak. What? Just thinking... This is really the right thing for us. What are you referring to? She knows exactly what he's referring. Just wonder if we're, you know, ready. Of course we're ready. We've taken all the classes, the nursery, the books. I know we're prepared, but uh, I just don't know if I'm ready. Juno's face continues to fall. Messing notices. You know, don't worry about this. He just has cool feet. That's how boys are. The books all say the same thing. A woman becomes a mother. She gets pregnant. A man becomes a father. And he sees his baby. Come on to get there. He'll get there. Juno ain't buying it. Why don't we let Juno go home and we can discuss this later on, okay? Why does this happen so fast? Sat down in the paper. I thought it would take months. Or, you know, ever. And boom, two weeks later, she's in our living room. She answered her prayers. Ever since, it's just been like a ticking clock. Stop Vanessa. Juno looks offended. What are you saying? Long, hideous beat. Just feels a little like... 
bad timing. What would be a good time for you? I don't know. It's just things I still want to do. Like what? Be a rock star? Don't mind me. That's the size. It's done. You're trying to do something that's never going to happen. You know what? Your shirt is stupid. Grow up. If I have to wait for you to become Kurt Cobain, I'm never going to be a mother. Never said I'd be a great father. Here's the front door closing. But that's a Mark look over and notice Juno's escaped the conflict. Juno runs up to her car sobbing. She struggles with the keys but finally makes it to the purveyor and drives off. The purveyor slides off the road and comes to a stop on the shoulder. Juno buckles over the steering wheel crying, unwi unwinding for the first time since she's become pregnant. After a beat, she tells she begins to gather herself. Leaker is sitting next to his bed, noodling on the guitar. He's playing a theme that we will soon recognize. Juno lays on the hood of her purveyor. Why the fuck do they keep putting the name of it here? Why don't they just say car? <laughs> or van, damn it. Keep saying it so I have to say the fucking thing. And I'm going to fuck up the word. Not to play in the future. Pushing close, she gets an idea. Chops off the hood and scurries into the purveyor. Again, see, what? Can you fucking stop saying the damn thing? Where <laughs> she finds a crumpled up Jiffy Lube receipt. She unfolds it, pulls out a pen. Ready to write something. Note? Quiet after the storm. Inside, we see Vanessa sitting alone at a perfect dining table, drinking a glass of wine. That's, Vanessa takes a sip and continues to let day's events sink in. After a beat, Mark comes down the stairs to join her. Call Greta. Says she can represent both of us. Call a collaborative divorce. Apparently, all the rage right now. Easy because you don't have children. No, it's fine. Thanks for making a call, I guess. Mark nods and sits down. We're actually finally doing this. Looks like it, yeah. We found a place to stay. Yeah, downtown. Hotel? Pull off. Aren't you the cool guy? I stare at the wall, speechless, defeated. I wanted a baby so bad. So bad. Buries her head in her hands. I know you did. A loud knock at the front door. Mark opens the door. There's a folded up piece of paper sitting next on a doormat. He squints at seeing Juno pulling away in a van. Mark carefully unfolds the piece of paper. Takes a minute because of Juno's proficiency in a teen girl origami. He holds it up. There's writing on the back. It's like a bill from Jiffy Lube. Just takes the note from his hand and turns it over, examining it. It's for me. You know, parks a car and walks up to the house. Porch lights been left on for her, and the place looks cozy and inviting. I never realized how much I like being home unless you've been somewhere really different for a while. Damn, you feel that tonal shift? It was very, very funny and happy. Light. Now this. You feel the weight of everything. Oh, that's great writing. Yeah, I see why I won an Oscar. She picks 
crocus from the unkept garden near the porch. She sniffs it. She lifts her shirt, tickles her belly with it, and tucks the flower through her unkempt hair. Max is alone at the kitchen table, going over the family finances while drinking one of Bren's weight loss drinks. Juno enters. Hi, Dad. Hey! Big puppy version of Junebug. Where have you been? Dealing with stuff way beyond my maturity level? Where's everyone? Bren took Liberty Bell to her hot ice skating class. Hot ice skating? Tots can't ice skate. Bell's still getting the hang of the stairs. Oh, but you know, Bren. Dreams big. It does. You look a little morse. I mean, who's eating you? I'm losing my fifth humanity. You can narrow it down for me? I guess ever since. I guess I wonder sometimes if people ever stay together for good. You mean like couples? Yeah, like people in love. You having boy trouble? Gotta be honest, I much prove of you dating your condition. Because, well, that's kind of messed up. Well, yeah. Oh. Well, it's kind of skanky, isn't What you girls call it? Skanky? Skeevy? Please stop now. Tore up from the floor up. <laughs> I fucking love that. What a fucking dad. Dad, sorry about that. I just need to know that possible for two people to stay happy together forever or at least for a few years not easy that's for sure now I may not have the best track record in the world but I've been with your stepmother for 10 years now I'd say that we're very happy you don't nod in agreement my opinion best thing you could do is Find a person who loves you exactly who you are. Good mood, bad mood, ugly, pretty, handsome. What have you. The right person will still think that the sun shines out of your ass. Kind of person that's worth sticking with. Wave of realization crosses Juno's face. What do I already have? Of course. Yo, D.A.D. You know, I'll always be there to love and support you. No matter what kind of pickle you're in. That's towards her belly, obviously. You know, laughs and hugs her father, planting a smooch on his cheek. Need to go out somewhere just for a little while. I don't have any homework. I swear I'll be back by 10. She salutes and dashes out the kitchen. You're talking about me, right? Montage. Pushing over Bleaker sleeping in his car bed towards the window. We look out onto the lawn to find Juno and Leia running back to prepare. Hopping in, screeching off. Bleaker steps out of his house for his usual early morning run. Looks down to see the message. Scrawled and chalk on the stoop. Bleaker checking him out. What the fuck? Why did that come up? Something popped up. Sorry. He walks down to the end of the driveway and opens the latch on the mailbox. At least 100 containers of orange Tic Tacs come pouring out in colorful deluge. They spill out 
went into the driveway. Leaker smiles. Juno waddles towards the field. The guys on the track team ridiculously arrayed as usual are huddling, doing huller stretches and stare at her quizzically. Leaker spots Juno approaching and jogs up the chain link fence. You put like a hundred things of tic tacs in my mailbox? Yeah, that was me. Why? Because they're your fave. You can have no much. You can never have too much of your favorite one calorie breath mint. Thanks. I think I'm pretty much sent to college on tic tac front. Well, you know, I've been thinking. I'm really sorry I was such a huge bitch to you. You didn't deserve that. You never deserve any of the poo I unload on you. You know, it's okay. Also, I think I'm in love with you. You mean as friends? No, for real. You're the coolest person I ever met. Don't even have to try. Try really hard, actually. Oh, you're naturally smart. You always think of the funniest things to do. Remember when you passed me that postcard during Spanish class? Dressed like Junebug McGolf, row four, third seat from the blackboard. And I said, I'm having fun in Barcelona. Wish you were here. It was hilarious. I was just bored. I would think school is also like 80% of the time. Plus, you're the only person who doesn't stare at my stomach all the time, all the fucking time. You're actually look at my face. The time I look at you, baby starts kicking me super hard. It does? Juno presses bleakers and against her belly. Wizard. Because my heart starts pounding when I see you. Ooh. Nice. Fine too. Basically, I compel. I'm completely smitten with you. And I don't care if I'm making an ass out of myself right now because you've seen me make an ass out of myself a million times. You still want to be my friend. Oh yeah. You're the best friend I ever had. Even when you're being kind of evil. That's all I need from you. That's all I... That's more than I can ever ask for. Just golden dude. Can we make out now? Okay. Leaker and Juno kiss. Oblivious to the gawking track team, track team guys in the background. In a distance near the school entrance, we see Steve Rendezzo, kid who always torments Juno regarding the makeout session with a sad, envious expression. Leia passes by, does a double, double take, then hurries up to the fence, rolling her eyes. You know you can go to early labor. You know you can go to early labor, sucking in the face like that. Juno gives her the finger. Not breaking the clinch with Bleaker. Juno is lying on her back on the bed, staring at the ceiling. She's more pregnant than we've ever seen her. She revs a matchbox car against her slope of her belly and lets it roll. Juno suddenly sits up. Like a thoroughly freak, she pats her lap frantically. She jumps off the bed. Dad? Mac looks up from the lure he's working on. What? Either I just pissed my pants or... Or, Thundercats are a go! Mac and Brandon and Liberty Bell rush out of the house. They pile into the van at breakneck speed. Juno, Juno waddles behind them, protesting. What's up with Juno wearing a puppy surgical cap? She's being pushed through the hospital corridor in a wheelchair. She bursts into giggles. 
pull back to reveal that Leia is pushing her rather aggressively. Leia jokingly steers her to a wall. Juno feigns whiplash. Crazy bitch. <laughs> Rain appears behind them. What is Juno out of the wheelchair, exasperated? She pulls off Juno's surgical cap and Leia and Juno snicker. We see Juno in a in a birthing suit at the hospital, patient patiently, bent over to bent over in obvious discomfort. She's wearing her Chuck Taylors and knee socks, the hospital gown. Leia and Bren stand by near stand nearby. Juno doubles over in pain. Ow, ow, fuckity, ow. Bren, what do you... Bren, when do I get that spinal tap thing? It's called spinal block. And you can't have it yet, honey. The doctors said you're not dilated enough. You mean I have to wait for it just to get even worse? Can't they just give it to me now? Oh, honey, doctors are sadists who like to play God and watch lesser people scream. Yeah, well. Juno lets out a genuine shriek of pain. Shit. Hey, can we give my kid the damn spinal tap already? <laughs> it really didn't hurt that bad having him. We see Juno in the, press, in the process of delivery from her POV. Leia holds one of Juno's feet. Bren holds the other. Best part is when I pee on Leia during labor. Ew. See, Leia holding Juno's foot, which is shaking. Leia's shirt is soaked. She rolls her eyes and mouths, fuck you, let you know. You know, raised middle finger and just a frame. Then, out of nowhere, there it was. Doctor reveals Juno's baby boy above the sheet. There he was. Juno looks at the baby and all, then her eyes begin to flutter. She passes out. Paulie Bleeker is running as fast as his legs can carry him through the dancing elk track. Very sparse crowd in the bleachers. As Paulie approaches the tape, his envious teammate, Vijay, looks on. Bleaker's mom is seated near Vijay, holding the camera. He decided not to call Bleaker to tell him that was having a baby. He had a big meet against Mantino. I didn't want him to get all worried about me and choke. Paulie breaks the tape. Winning the race. Fifteen or so people in attendance cheer. YJ, admiringly, his legs are swift as his seed. What did you say? Ooh. Bleaker <laughs> at the finish line, dripping with sweat. See, Bleaker just broken a district record in the 400. Bleaker looks out at the leeches, scanning them for Juno. She's not there. But he figured it out anyway. He takes off running toward the parking lot without stopping to explain. His mother stands up confused. A nurse reaches into one of the maternity ward bassinets and gently lifts up the swaddled newborn baby. The nurse turns around and addresses the unseen spectator. Like to meet your son? Well, back to reveal she's speaking to Vanessa, who stands paralyzed several feet away. I have a son? You're the adoptive mother? Have a son. Not the kid, too. Didn't waste any time getting out. Vanessa reaches out for the baby, gingerly accepts him in her eyes. Spends a few moments just looking at him. She feels someone watching her. 
looks up to see Bryn leading against the doorway. Vanessa blinks. Her tears self-consciously. How do I look? Like a mom. Scared shitless. Vanessa laughs. Juno is curled up on her bed in the birth room. Birth is obviously over. Just that air of stillness. An accomplishment. A task completed and the doctors have cleared out. Max sits in the chair next to the bed. Looking like he's not sure what to say. He holds up a deck of playing cards as if to initiate the game, but Juno gently pushes his hand away. Their eyes meet. Expression is helpless. Hers is utterly drained. Someday you'll be back here, honey. On your terms. You know, nods and swallows. Or Max's shoulder. Silhouette appears in the doorway. Spleaker in his track uniform. Juno sees him. Bursts into sudden rage sobs. Ragged sobs. sobs. Matt glances at her. Alarmed. Polly moves towards the bed. Now clears his throat. Gets up to leave the room. Polly climbs into the hospital bed. Carefully puts his arm around Juno. She leans into him. Letting herself go for the first time in months. Juno lies on her bed. Look, rested and relaxed compared to her earlier crying jag. But her face is still pink and swollen. Bleaker is curled up next to her, still in his track uniform and spikes. Bleaker decided he didn't want to see the baby. Neither did I, really. It didn't feel like ours. See Vanessa leaning over the bassinet, unable to take her eyes off the baby, touching its hair reverently. I think it was always hers. The nursery is perfectly decorated in Vanessa's immaculate taste. Nothing looks as though it's been touched. You see the antique rocking chair sitting empty. And then they would hear. When pan past the wall, Vanessa had said needed something. A framed note on the wall. Looks like it was handwritten. In the back of Jiffy Lube Bill. You see that it says, Vanessa, if you're still in, I'm still in. Juno. We move to move to the door. Get a view of Vanessa's bedroom. See her lying in bed with a rib cloth draped over her shoulder. Feeding the baby. For the first time ever, Vanessa looks disorganized. Unshowered and incredibly happy. There are formula bottles on a bedside table and a bassinet pushed close to the bed. Obviously, she hasn't been away from the baby for a single moment. Baby reaches up and grabs Vanessa's thumb. Vanessa glows at expression of pure bliss. It's a sparkling summer afternoon. Juno wheels her bicycle out of the attached garage and waves goodbye to Bren, who is playing in the yard with two. I'm not saying. She looks at almost as happy her dogs as Vanessa looked with her baby. Juno rides her bike aggressively down the street. The guitar is slung over her shoulder in a gig bag. She's obviously not pregnant anymore. She looks happy, but older. As boyfriends go, Polly Bleeker is totally boss. He's a cheese to my macaroni. Now, I know people are supposed to fall in love before they reproduce, but normalcy is not really our style. She tears recklessly down the street on her bikes. She passes the Dancing Elk track team. Still running in outrageously skimpy shorts and bandanas. 
Juno rides up to the garage where Bleaker is sitting, tuning his guitar. Juno bikes up to find Bleaker sitting on a stoop. She smiles, takes out his her guitar. She sits across from Bleaker and pulls a pick out of the strings. Ready? Bleaker nods. Juno begins strumming her guitar, playing Anyone Else But You by the Moldy Peaches. Bleaker joins in. First, they're playing a discord it, but suddenly it works. You're a part-time lover and a full-time friend. The monkey on your back is the latest trend. I don't see what anyone can see. And anyone else but you. Here is a church. Here is a steeple. You sure are cute for two ugly people. They not ugly. I don't see what anyone can see. And anyone else but you. We both have shiny... Happy fits of rage. You want more fans? I want more stage. Let me see what they Alright, no, we're not singing the entire fucking song. Sorry. She and Bleaker exchange glances as they play. They smile ambiguously. Juno leans over and kisses Bleaker on the cheek. While to reveal the surrounding green suburb. Buzzing with life and summer activity. Fade to black. Woo! Ladies and gentlemen, that was Juno. What a great film. Great film. Oscar winning. Absolutely deserved. Fucking phenomenal. I hope you guys enjoyed that. You guys chilled, hang out. So learned a little something from this. See how scripts work. That's that's the point of this. Just relax. Guys, thank you for watching. Thank you for hanging out. I am on... I'm on Letterboxd, Instagram, and then if you want to listen to more of these podcasts, of these episodes, there are on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. All links you can find. Thank you for watching. Thank you for hanging out. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow me on Twitch. I'll be doing this for a few more months. And then um, stay tuned. We'll be back with more very soon. More Rescribed. So thank you for watching. Thank you for hanging out. I'll see you guys when I see you. Peace. Rhymes for all time. Keep playing my rhymes for all time. I wanna be a legend. Rap one, remember what I said then? Cause now we rockin', now we rollin', now we